Welcome to the White Hatter Parenting in an Online World podcast. And on this podcast, we're going to be taking a more holistic approach to online safety in an enlightening and not frightening way based upon facts and not fear. We will provide parents, caregivers, and educators with real-world examples, experiences, and evidence-based research that will help to keep our kids safer emotionally, psychologically, physically, and even socially when they're navigating today's online world. Let's get after it, shall we? Well, welcome everyone, Darren with the White Hatter team, and I'm excited to be your host. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about social comparison, body image, and social media. An important topic, especially for teen girls, but also an issue for teen boys as well. As always, this episode is not about telling you how to parent your child because you're the parent, not us. This podcast episode is all about bringing to your attention what we see to be the best practices when it comes to parenting in the on-life world. Having presented over 560,000 preteens and teens from across Canada and the United States, there's no doubt that media in all its forms can have a significant emotional, psychological, physical, and social impact on some of our kids when it comes to body image and social comparison, especially young teen girls. In fact, in September 2021, the Wall Street Journal reported that they'd seen internally produced slides by Facebook that stated research they conducted found, and I quote, We here at Facebook make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls, and 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse, end quote. We also think it is important to recognize that this challenge applies no matter what the gender identity of the preteen or teen. However, the research does appear to show that its effects are greater with teens who identify as female, teen girls. Given the increase in social media use by teens, there is no doubt that people come to think of themselves in the way they believe others think of them, something psychologists have called reflective appraisal. It is clear from the research that identity can be directly attached to how others think about them. Parenting tip. Yes, social comparison is a natural process, but social media can sometimes skew what is real and what is not. It is important for parents to understand that during their preteen and teen years, body image concerns are real issues to our kids that we can't ignore or minimize. We parents need to be reflective. It was important to us as well when we were teens, but we didn't have the amplification of today's social media to worry about. Understanding this fact is important as a parent and having discussions with your preteen and teen about this challenge is also extremely important in today's on life world. The social media message of weight and body image, thin is in. It is because of this fact that youth, especially those who identify as female, are very concerned about peer perception, especially when it comes to weight and how it can lead to negative social comparison and negative outcomes such as eating disorders. The media's portrayal of desired weight and body image for those who identify as female is an hourglass figure, usually with large breasts, small waist and large butt, tone muscles but not too muscular, and thigh gap and long legs. Now, the media's portrayal of a desired weight and body image for those who identify as male is tanned or dark-skinned, chiseled, lean tone muscles, and you must have a six-pack ab. Now, of interest, a friend of ours who worked in the health supplement industry stated that he saw a significant increase over the past few years in the number of teens who identify as male who were now purchasing pre- and post-workout protein powders. Many of these supplements advertise that they help to reduce body fat and promote muscle gain. Another growing concern, the use of steroids by teen males, not for athletic enhancement, but rather for body sculpting purposes, not understanding the medical dangers of doing so. 
The social message of beauty, also known as the Kardashian effect, is something that is real. As Amanda Mosea, educational outreach manager for Media Girls found in her research, female beauty is portrayed in media as having, and I quote, big eyes, small nose, big lips, small chin, strong cheekbones, dramatic eyebrows, blemish-free skin, scar-free scar skin, thick, shiny, and frizzy-free hair, end quote. Preteen and teen boys are also becoming more beauty conscious. In fact, there's been a significant increase in the skincare cosmetic industry that specifically targets those who identify as male with products such as facial scrubs, moisturizers, AHA peels, and facial oils, which are becoming more the norm. Male beauty is portrayed in the media as having well-groomed hair, blemish-free moisturized skin, and no body hair, better known as being manscaped. We know that toxic influences online can have significant negative effects on self-esteem, especially among young girls. This is an issue that we need to talk to our kids about, especially when we're, we know, according to MediaSmarts, that 80% of 13 to 16-year-olds are more likely to buy a product from an online influencer. I've attached two great videos from Dove, best known for body soap and shampoo, to help get that conversation going with your child, and you can find them in the notes of this podcast. So, what are the results of social comparison? As we stated earlier in this podcast, social comparison is a natural process that continues into adulthood. Often, especially with youth, identity is directly related to how others think about them. However, media can skew what is real and what is not. It is extremely common that many of the influencers that preteens and teens follow on social media are constantly morphing or staging their public pictures in an attempt to sell beauty products that they are promoting. As well, known fashion model Cindy Crawford stated, and I quote, I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford, end quote. Cindy Crawford's statement was an admission that her fashion pictures online or in fashion magazines did not reflect what she truly did look like. To attain these skewed perceptions of media's portrayal of beauty and body image, teens will take hours to become camera-ready, looking for that perfect picture to post online. Often, pictures teens post will have been digitally altered, filtered so that they accentuate big eyes, small nose, big lips, small chin, dramatic eyebrows, blemish-free skin. The media ideals of beauty, as mentioned earlier in this podcast. They will also digitally body sculpt pictures or pose in specific positions that enhance breast size, waist size, and body curves. I've attached a great YouTube video from music artist Steve Aoki called Pretender that also clearly demonstrates how pictures and videos may not be what they appear to be that you can watch together with your child and we have posted that link in the notes of this podcast. Of greater concern, how young adults are now turning to cosmetic surgery enhancements to change their looks to meet social beauty ideals. In 2021 study called Effects of Social Media Use on Desire for Cosmetic Surgery Among Young Women, the researchers found, and I quote, the results showed that viewing images of females who have undergone cosmetic enhancement affect young women's desires for cosmetic surgery, especially if they've spent a significant amount of time on social media, followed many accounts, and were less satisfied with their appearance, end quote. Again, having presented to over 560,000 teens from across Canada and the United States, anecdotally, we've seen that many teen girls between 14 to 16 are more focused on how they personally present or look online and what others think about them online, whereas teen boys are more focused about posting about what they are doing online. 
We found that this social comparison pulls the attention of young teen girls more so than the boys and places a lot of pressure on them as to how they are supposed to look and act based upon perceived social norms and expectations in their online life world. However, the question is, who is dictating these social norms and expectations? Now, we have found that far too often online influencers and the hypersexualized media in all its forms are dictating online social norms and expectations on how teen girls should look and act, which can often increase insecurity about their body image and what they're doing or not doing in their online world. Unfortunately, because of these influencers and the hypersexualization that is pushed in the media they consume, some teen girls are now confronted with what they believe to be a binary choice when it comes to their use of social media. Being number one, conform to these pushed social media norms and expectations. Why? Because if you do, it will often garner more likes and more follows from peers and others. Or number two, not conform, which often leads to social inv invisibility and being ghosted or canceled online and offline by their peers. For a 14 to 16 year old girl, this is really hard to do because they want to be socially accepted by their peers. Given that teens between the ages of 14 to 16 are developing their personal identity, the pressure to conform to meet perceived social norm expectations of what they're supposed to look like and how they're supposed to act is significant. This can lead to heightened anxiety, insecurity, and even depression, and should be something that parents, caregivers, and educators are alive to within this cohort of teens. Parenting tip. Pre-internet, teen social norms and expectations were often dictated within a closed environment of a school's peer group. Yes, teen movies and TV also had some influences as well. However, today's teen faces a juggernaut that is called social media, something we never experienced when we were in middle school or high school, but yet a reality in today's on-life world. The message to our youth should be, you are the best you in the entire world and don't let anyone else tell you differently. However, this is a tough message for some youth to take hold of when they are constantly bombarded by influencers and the often hypersexualized media that they are not the best you, but they could be if you look like me, dress like me, act like me, dance like me, use this product like me, or take this pill or drug to lose weight like me, etc., etc., etc. Although we love social media and encourage preteens and teens to become good digital citizens, the increased use of social media can sometimes lead to problematic perceptions and behaviors when it comes to body image. As mentioned, the teen years are a time of heightened body image and social comparison concerns, especially for those who identify as female. But we're also seeing an uptake in this challenge with those who identify as male as well. In fact, in a 2022 article written by Charlotte Markey, a health psychologist professor and body image scientist, they stated, quote, Boys, and many of us adults too, tend to think body image dissatisfaction only plagues girls. But research suggests otherwise. 75% of adolescent boys are dissatisfied with their bodies. Up to half of boys are using supplements such as protein powders during their teens thinking it will boost their masculinity. And clearly boys are suffering, but they seem to be mostly suffering in silence." End quote. Peer feedback is important to teens, especially in the world of social media. If we parents are not aware and alive to what is happening in our child's online world, especially when it comes to social comparison and reflective appraisal, it could lead to less than desirable outcomes such as eating disorders, body dysmorphia, heightened anxiety, depression, and even self-harm. We've spoken about this issue in our school presentations for several years now, and our message has been and will continue to be, 
you are the best you in this entire world and don't let anybody else tell you differently. As we always say in all our parent and caregiver programs, be your child's best parent and not their best friend when it comes to their on-life world. There is a difference. However, to do this, parents and caregivers need to educate themselves as well, and this is what this podcast is all about. Remember parents, you are not alone on this digital journey. We are here to help, and don't forget to check out our website at www.thewhitehatter.ca and our White Hatter Facebook page where there's just a ton of free content to help all parents and caregivers uh, when it comes to dealing with today's online world. As well, on our website, we outline all programs that we offer to schools, families, youth groups, and even businesses when it comes to social media safety and digital literacy. Stay strong, be that mentor and digital sheepdog, and from the White Hatter team, Thank you for listening. And until our next podcast, have a great week, everybody. Bye now.